Hi, Dean Brody here. Welcome to the More Clients podcast. With me today is Clive Mallard. Clive's had an interesting and varied career to date. Spent 10 years with Unilever in marketing, sales and general management roles. 10 years with a leading business transformation consulting firm where I worked with him. And another 10 years as an independent consultant. Now, early last year, he took on a new challenge and set up the Independence Consultant, an online learning business to guide and support independent consultants globally in developing their consulting capabilities. Welcome to the podcast Clive. Thank you very much Ian and thanks for inviting me. Much appreciated. Hey so at the risk of making you sound a little bit old Clive you've been a successful consultant for some <laughs> time initially for a big, fir- a big firm and then as an independent. What made you decide you wanted to get into the world of online training products? Okay um, I, I guess there are really two um, separate drivers that came together o- over a period of time. I think the first one was that I was was actually looking for a new direction for my business. Um, as you say, I've been consulting full time as an independent for quite a long period, um, and I was pretty much using up all the days I had available, and I was getting pretty good day rates. Um, but I was kind of reaching the maximum earnings I could as an independent, mm. and uh, I wanted. I was thinking, how can I leverage my time better? Um, now, I was aware of the concept of passive income, which is quite attractive. Um, so I wanted to find a way that I could sort of earn money that was not directly proportional to the time I put in. I guess I was getting a bit frustrated. You work a day, you get paid for a day, mm. even if it's a good rate. Um, so that was the, kind of the first thing. And then, as you mentioned, my back, sort of background in marketing, I mean, my interest in marketing over the years has sort of been there throughout um, throughout my career, both employed and as an independent. Um and actually, over the last few years, I've been fascinated by by the internet, as I think many people have been. Um, uh, the possibilities, what you can do that you couldn't do a few years ago. Um, I learned, made it my business to learn about internet marketing because I was interested in it, mm-hmm. uh, even though I didn't use it directly as an independent. Um, and I studied some of the gurus. And actually, this studying was was mostly through online learning or distance learning programs. Um, so I was kind of became aware of the opportunity of educating a lot of people online, leveraging my time better um, through doing that, um, and sort of without actually having to be standing there in a classroom. So so the penny kind of then dropped, and uh, I thought, there's an opportunity here to, to get into online learning as a way to leverage my time better and generate this passive income. And, of course, um, start to use all of those um, exciting internet marketing strategies that we have at our disposal. So that's what got me thinking about it. And then the, the million dollar question: what, uh, what, what do I have to do with all of this? But that's how I got into online. The idea of online learning products. Okay, yeah, that, I guess that is the the key question. Then is so where did you go from there? You've uh, you decided you wanted to do it. You know, how did you decide what what your product was going to be, and you know whether there was really a market for it? It's, I think very often people come up with great well ideas they mm. think are great, but how do you know that there's actually going to be a market? Uh, yeah, that's that's a great question. I mean, I, I want to start with the second part of it first, which is about the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to define a target market. I mean, as you know, it's the number one rule of marketing to find your target market. Mm-hmm. So um, my last project as an independent helped quite a bit. Um, it was with a large pharmaceutical company. It was a global transformation project. And I was recruiting a team as we went into um, an implementation phase. And we were looking to get about 30 people. Mm-hmm. And I was looking within the client. and I was also looking externally. Um, and you know, I had some difficulty in getting the right people—people people who knew about project work, people who knew about teamwork, but more importantly, people who kind of got the consulting bit. You know, knew some core consulting skills. And I looked through my network, and there were a lot of good people out there. Um, 
uh, independent consultants, but they were kind of fully utilized because they were good. And, uh, and then I started talking to recruitment agencies as directed by the client, and I was coming across competent people, people who sort of come out of business, set themselves up as independents, called themselves independent consultants, and they were great in their field of expertise, but um, they weren't really – they didn't get the consulting bit and they didn't really provide what I was looking for. So that got me thinking, mm, there's a skills gap here. Um, people from business, um, either through you know, becoming independent either through choice or um, they've been made redundant, they become independent consultants, but they don't actually get the consulting bit. Um, and as you know, Ian, I mean, working on a business is very different from actually working in a business. Mm. So that kind of shaped my target market or what I thought was going to be. So independent consultants who've transitioned from business, didn't have a consultancy background, probably sort of in their first three to five years as, a, as an independent. And so that kind of defined the market. Then I, I need to think about, so is it really there? I needed to validate it. So mm. uh, I talked to people I knew, people in the consulting world. I knew quite a lot of people from my network who had, um, who were involved with or leading what I call SMCs, small and medium sized consultancies. And I talked to them and, and they had the same problem. You know, they couldn't find good people to place as associates. That's the independent consultants who are put onto projects, um, uh, you know, through consultancy firms. They couldn't find the people with the, right skill set I with the consultancy skill set and then as in sort of you're supposed to do did some market research particularly on LinkedIn um, I looked at LinkedIn groups specific independent consultant LinkedIn groups yeah. I looked at discussion threads I looked at published reports through some of the trade associations there's a trade association in the UK and there's one in um, in the in North America and kind of looked at any published research they had and it kind of sort of validated there is this market here. There's an increasing trend of people coming out of business, setting up as independents and it kind of sort of validated that there's probably quite a chunk of those who, who maybe haven't got the consulting skill set. And then I finally did a, did a survey. I think you might have even taken part in this. I think it. I did. Yeah. Um, early last year and I surveyed, uh, it's about 110 people came back to me, independent consultants. Um, and I asked them what did they like most about the role? You know, what were their biggest challenges, but then focusing on professional development. So, um, you know, are you interested in professional development? Will you pay for it? What type of topics are you interested in? And what type of delivery mechanism would you use? And, and basically the, the outcome was, we, yes, we're interested in professional development, of course, and we will pay for it and we like online. And, um, funnily enough, even consultants, <laughs> more experienced consultants were saying, yeah, we're interested in consultancy training, which was, was it was oh, interesting. interesting to me? So I kind of put it all together, um, and you know that was my target market really defined in my mind and, and validated. And then the ideas for the product sort of fell off the back of that. So it's about it's about um, consulting capabilities. So I had to decide, you know, what's the range of the training? Um, so it was going to be delivered online. I def- develop a, a framework or structure to hang the whole thing around so I could sort of join the dots and it kind of made mm. sense. Um, and then I had to find a delivery mechanism. So what online software or what, um, on, on, online learning software could I use to deliver this training? Um, so that kind of took shape. Um, but at the end of all of this, um, so I knew what I had to develop in terms of consulting capabilities. I kind of knew how it all fitted together. Um, I knew how to deliver it to customers and that the target market was there and I knew what it was. So 
that's that was the sort of next stage in the process. But started with target market and then on the product. So I guess I, I guess in, in a way it's a, a, a traditional or a classic is probably the better word marketing approach of finding finding the market with a problem and then shaping your product around that. Although it sounds like you you had an idea that the product was there in the first place because of your own experience. Yeah. But by by talking to the market. Um, both desk research and first hand from um, from getting feedback, you got an essence of what was really needed. And it turned out, it sounds as if it turned out it was slightly different to what you'd expected because it wasn't just completely brand new consultants. It sounded like some, you know, experienced folks felt that they needed some, you know, new stuff as well. And that's it. And, and that did surprise me. And, and as I've developed, and we perhaps will come on to this later, you, you know, I've um, had a lot of interest from consultancy firms um, for that very reason. Ah. So, so I guess the next question is, how, how do you get it launched? So you, you, you've had the ideas. Did you, you know, sit in a darkened room and make a product? Um, did you start thinking about hooking up with potential customers first to, 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 to kind of get more information and get them, get them on a list that you could market to? What, what were your next steps? Well, it certainly wasn't to sit in a darkened room and write the product. Well, that, that's, that's kind of tempting, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, to get, to get going. Um, and I thought I'd better try and, build a bit of a list um, and see w- what audience was out there and whether I could attract them. So I thought, I know, I need a lead magnet, So, uh, and I'm going to write a report. So before I got onto any sort of product matters, I, I started to write this report, and I wanted something which would I – mean, obviously, I had a network, and I was, I was well-known in my network, but I wasn't well-known online globally, so I needed to have a report that would um, establish me outside of my current network, establish me online. I wanted something that was groundbreaking, something that was, I guess, evergreen, um, stand the test of time, and I didn't want something to be trivial. Um, so many reports you get out there are a bit trivial. Like you sign up for them and don't really tell you anything, and they're, all they're trying to do is sell the product on the back mm-hmm. of it. So I wanted to get some value into the report. So I, I sweated quite a bit of blood in, in those <laughs> early weeks to uh, to write um, something which was called Independent Consulting, A New Paradigm. Um, and I covered, you know, what's independent consulting. I did some research, why it's a great time to be one, um, why consulting is different from being employed. And then, you know, what are the five key strategies to take people from doing business, so being employed, working in the business, to transforming business, which is um, being a consultant or working on the business, to becoming an independent consultant of choice in their field. So I wanted to give a lot of value out of this. So, And I've had some fantastic feedback. Even I got some this morning saying, you know, this is, uh, this is great stuff and I've learned a lot from it and I read line by line and I'm putting things into action. So that was kind of my intention. And you know, that, I wrote it a year ago now, but I'm still getting some great feedback and I'm still putting it out there. So that was the first bit. And I promoted it through internet advertising. I'll probably come back to that in a short while. Integrated with an autoresponder. So somebody signs up. And then they get an automated series of emails or follow-ups. Um, and when I started this up, the follow-ups were actually content as well. So they were hints and tips on mm-hmm. how to do consulting. So I was trying to add as much value as I can over a period of time. I think the follow-up sequence was about 12 weeks to, again, get a lot of value out there, get a lot of contact out there and establish myself as somebody who kind of knew what I was talking about. Um, yeah, because I guess the, you know, if you, if you look at a lot of people who, or some people who switch to, to having products, oh, oh, they're, they're often established kind of authorities in their field. So they're, they, you know, may have written a book or be well known yeah. having a, you know, a, 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 I don't know, a podcast nowadays that people follow. So for you, the lead magnet wasn't just, 
you know, a, a classic lead magnet that many people would use often is quite short. It, it Obviously, the best ones add a lot of value, but sometimes they're quite short because the main goal is just to get people onto your email list so you can start mm. communicating with them. In your case, you had this additional goal of really establishing yourself as an expert in your field. You wanted to make a big impact, so you put more into the lead magnet early on than other people might have if they just wanted the lead. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Um, and I didn't have a product at that stage. So I had a website which I built, which said the product's coming. So it was kind of a combination of the free report, the, the email series, consulting essentials and the, and the website, which, um, and of course, I'll come on to marketing a little bit later on, but you know, of course, how to, um, I, I was contributing on LinkedIn groups and trying to get to know people online so that uh, again, I, I sort of built that, built that credibility. And so were you building the product itself in the background as you were doing this? I, <sighs> Well, yes and no. I mean, I, I certainly defined the full scope of everything that I needed to write. Mm-hmm. So all the all the consulting capabilities modules and how they were going to fit into the business transformation process, which part they fitted in or are they just general or core skills. So I, I kind of did all that and I started to get some ideas down. But I, I really want to get this report out there. So I, I focused on that first and then I, I dived into to, to writing the product. Um, so the product was kind of – so you, 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 ha- you knew what was coming. Yep. So you, you knew what you were going to be selling them, but you didn't make it. Um, you produced the report to get, start getting traction. And then I guess while the report was getting traction, um, then you, you switched to, to moving on to the product. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, I, I made a decision as to, um, that it was going to be a number of modules, if you like, which could be purchased either on their own or as part of a package. Um, at the stage, I decided, well, I'm not going to go straight into a subscription model. I'm actually going to sell chunks of chunks of um, um, knowledge or in, in terms of learning modules. Um, so, yeah, and then I, 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 then I didn't exactly go in the darkened room because there was so much else to do. But yeah. um, I did I did start to start to uh, develop the product and sort of accelerated that um, as I was building my list in the background. And I guess I guess you almost guarantee one of the things about launching a lead magnet and building a list is that guarantees that you're then in touch with your market. You can't lock yourself in a darkened room because you've begun a dialogue with them. Correct, correct. And I always, uh, when I get feedback, when people come back to I always make it a priority to to talk to them and respond quickly. And I've had people asking for um, giving me particular client situations that they want some help with. And mm. I, I actually m- make a point of doing that, you know, whether it's over the phone or just by email, because I, again, you know, you perhaps in an involved business model, you wouldn't be doing that. But um, in the early days, you want to give as much help to as many people as you can. Yeah. You kind of need every, everyone on your side that you can get. So, yeah, that's so, right. So when it came to actually creating the product that you were doing as, as you were, um, as you're building the market position as well. What, what are your kind of experiences or your tips on how to get the product created? Because I know a lot of people that, that face the kind of blank sheet of paper syndrome. You, you'd mapped out exactly what you wanted in it, but you had to go about making it. What what worked for you? Um, well, getting it done is done is a real challenge, Ian, as, as you as you say, because mm-hmm. there seems to be so much to write. You kind of know, well, I need I need the PowerPoint pack, and I need um, obviously I need an audio, so I've got to write that. And I, so you kind of know what the deliverables are, uh, but then you have to get down and do it. And in, a, in the back of my mind, I knew it'd probably take a year or so to write everything because I've got so much to sort of put down. But this first piece, I think my um, I decided on what the first program would be. Um, and I, I ring fence time. Now, everyone has different preferences for when they work. I, I actually work better first thing in the morning. So, you know, I would get up early and ring fence some time and sit there in front of my computer and start to start to put stuff down. Mm. 
Um, and I'd switch off the email, uh, just get rid of all distractions because if you've got distractions, you won't, you won't make it happen. Um, so I think that was the first thing. And the other thing was, was not to try and do everything myself because there's always a tendency when you're starting up and you're kind of working on your own to, yeah, I've got to do everything. But you know, you, you can outsource some things and you don't have to spend a lot of money on outsourcing. So for example, I had somebody who helped me with my PowerPoints. Now they didn't do them from scratch unless one or two I did sketch out on a bit of paper, mm. but there was somebody who actually made it all look pretty and made it look consistent and made it look very professional. So I got somebody to, to do that for me. You know, I got somebody to do all the clever graphics in the, um, uh, in the online learning software so that, you know, as I talked through the commentary, things were whizzing in and spinning around and <laughs> came in and then the words came in at the right time. So, so I got somebody else to do that. And I got somebody to film me, film the videos, which was part of the program and, and edit those. So, and you, so you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can find some great resources um, online, companies like Elance. Um, there's people per hour, I think, in the UK. So quite reasonable cost you just put a job up and you can find people to help you with those so i think those are the sort of two initial learnings which is put yourself in a darkened room and don't have distractions and and outsource some of the tasks that you really don't need to do yourself because you know time's the essence once you start developing the product you want to get something out there and I guess chunking it up worked as well in that, you, 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 as you said, you could have been going a year. And I guess lots of people will have so many ideas mm. that it can feel as if they'll never get the product produced. So chunk it up into things you can deliver over time. Where Did you kind of split your your whole set of ideas uh, into, you know, the core, a core module that everyone gets? And how did you, how did you break it up? Well, yeah, I had... Um yeah, the core capabilities, which are the skills that I would say every independent consultant would need to have, but use, can be used at any stage of a business transformation program. And the whole thing was hung off a change program and a business transformation. So I kind of defined a, a wheel as, as you like, which took you through. So all change process need to go to a certain number of phases, five phases. Um, but the core consulting capabilities are the one which you can apply as a consultant at any phase. Right. And then I had what I call delivery capabilities, which are ones that are specific to a particular phase of the program. So, for example, at the front end, when you're trying to understand a burning platform for change, you're trying to identify, you know, what are the root causes of the issues, then there's certain skills you would use, certain diagnostic skills you'd use, which would be less relevant later on in the process. Um, so I kind of split them into those two categories. And I started with the core consulting capabilities because that's much more sort of generally applicable. And I thought I'd get a wider interest. Yes, with kind of a bigger market for it. But it, it sounds like coming up with a model would be is, is helpful, you know, some kind of intellectual framework or model for what you're doing it for, because that then allows you to split it up. So rather than it just being a brain dump of everything you know on a certain topic, or, or it, it, it becomes much easier to split up and turn into smaller products you can you can develop in sequence if you have this overarching mental model of what your field is in your case you had a here are the a phases model of business transformation and then you're able to split the skills into what's needed everywhere and what's needed at each different phase and you know kind of bang you've got an ability to split the product up and do, and, and do it like that and that's right and that was the first you know, part of developing the product was thinking, what's the model? So, you know, what are the, what are the phases of transformation? How does the consulting skills fit in? And that took quite a while to work out. And, and then that was the first module, but getting the, um, the concept right, the framework right. And as I think I said earlier, you know, joining the dots was, 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 was a big task, but a very early task because otherwise you, you sort of, uh, it wouldn't come together in a sensible way after that. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I've, I've found similar when I'm working on products. Um, or even kind of, you know, webinars and things like that. The temptation is often to, to jump in because you think you know all the different areas. 
But even with something relatively small, mapping out, trying to come up with an overall model or framework, it really does speed up the later development mm. by gathering your yeah. thoughts. It's uh, miraculous at times. I think the other thing I'd just mention before we move on mm. is is, is you know, not to get dispirited because you're sitting on your own darkened or lightened room, you're writing stuff. Mm. It can seem you're never going to get it done. And I know I kind of thought that a few times. And, and But you will get it done. You're the expert. You're doing this because you know, you've got a lot of stuff. You know a lot of content. And so, you know, it's about not getting dispirited, making a plan, setting milestones, congratulating yourself when you've hit a milestone mm. and and you'll you'll get there as you say chunking that up and i also find that following inspirational people is is important so people who've done what you've done and are being successful with it makes you believe it, that you can do it too i, I follow people like rich sheffer and dan kennedy chris cardell there's even some bloke called ian Brody who's oh yeah yeah we've heard of him <laughs> i follow what he does um Always disappointed by a terrible <laughs> fella. <laughs> so, so you've made the product. You've been building a, a list and uh, engaging with that audience in the background. What then happens when it comes to to kind of launching and marketing? What what did you do there, and what worked for you? Well, I'll come back to LinkedIn because LinkedIn has has really worked very well to me. For me, um, you know, I joined some of the relevant groups. So, in my case, Association of Independent Business Consultants. There's the um, Independent Consultant Support Group. You got about ten thousand members mm. globally across those two groups alone, and there's a, there's a few others as well. Getting involved in the discussions, um, starting discussions, actually avoiding promoting the program yes. again because people kind of don't like that these days. That, that, um, that but, was going to be my question. How how what's your kind of technique for engaging with them and leading them into the program without it being kind of an overt promotion that people are obviously going to react against. Well, I had some blog posts which were on my site, which were in every, all the material I was producing was around the topics in my first program. So the blog posts, you know, I'll be talking about, you know, why success in business doesn't equal success as an independent consultant as what and why, which, and the main point is there that, you know, you kind of need to get the consulting skills bit. And, you know, obviously I've got an opportunity to help you do that. Um, uh, promoting the free stuff again because the free stuff kind of leads to leads to everything else so you know every email that goes out has a link to um the main site mm. where there's more information about that particular topic which funnily enough is in one of the learning programs um and uh, i mean i've also used linkedin advertising and of course with the advertising again you know i'm i'm i've tried to promote the product directly with the advertising and that works very badly mm. So again, with the LinkedIn advertising, which is easy to set up, it can be very targeted. Um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's getting the free reports and building the leads. Um, what I actually kind of did, I mean, um, a little bit later on is I got another free report, a much shorter free report, which I set up on a different site, which was like a, um, a microsite. And I was sending people to that as well. So I was getting email addresses through that. And the follow up sequence for that was very much salesy. So uh, it was a, there was a, from the original report, there was the content follow up from the other report. There was some, uh, um, some much more sort of salesy come and buy the product. Why wouldn't you sort of follow up? But you know, for me, I, I, I got, I got a telemarketing lady involved. Um, I was getting phone numbers as part of the request, mm. which funnily enough, a lot of people give you phone numbers if you ask for them. And, um, I know it might sort of reduce your conversion rate to, to, to for sign up, but, and then I was, I had a follow up program by the phone. So in many cases, it was the phone follow up that actually converted the customers. Mm. Um, it's quite a, I mean, the price point is, is not, it's not, you're not talking about a, you know, $47, 47 pound or even a hundred, 
you're talking about a good few hundred pounds for the programme. So it's a, it's a biggish decision for people. Yeah, and I, and I think people need to be reassured that they're making the right decision. Mm. They need to be reassured that the material is good. Obviously, I've got a guarantee out there, but um, um, people need to be reassured that I'm the right person. They've got to get an element of trust so they think their, their money's going to be well spent. Mm. I mean, yeah, the, the individual modules are sort of £100 each, and then the, the, the first program is, is, is just under £500. So, yes, it's, it's a, not an insignificant investment, and people want to make sure they're making the right decision. So, uh, yeah, it's not, a, it's not just a send an email out and they sign up there's quite a number of steps in the process starting with the free stuff and then uh, and follow up and then uh, in many cases a telephone discussion to uh, um to close the deal so it sounds like you had a a kind of a, a consistent model in terms of you would give a free report away you'd follow up with emails and then that would lead on to a phone conversation as well which is often the kind of convincer and people yeah. got reassured by that but within that model you tried different things. So you tried, um, you did posting on LinkedIn groups, linking to kind of blog posts and useful mm-hmm. material. You did LinkedIn advertising leading to the free report. Um, anything else you did around, around that front end to get the initial contacts? Well, I think um, um, joint ventures are pretty important. So for finding people who've got access to your market and maybe have better contacts in that market than you, and, and they can then help you to actually get to the those people either through referrals or, or what have you and and certainly again through LinkedIn I've set up a couple of pretty good joint ventures um, for example I've hooked up with one guy who's got a business which has got a network of 150 fairly heavy hitting independents mm. um, and so immediately I'm, I've got access to that network um, and their networks as well so you know that's starting to work well I've also um, I mentioned a little bit earlier the small and medium-sized consultancies. I've, I've actually, um, through my network, started to um, promote what I'm doing to to some of these companies and had some great traction. And, and you know, I've even got two companies who signed up: one to put all their own employees through their consultants through, and one to put all their associates through. So, you know, it's it's the model's kind of broadening a little bit from the original target market which was the the independent consultants themselves who've recently trans- transitioned in the business to actually consulting companies who are looking to place those people and want some um, satisfaction that there's going to be a, a consistent standard of people they're going to place because remember they're experiencing the same skill shortage that uh, uh, that i did so, so it sounds like um with all, with all things, if you want to get some traction and get going, you've got to be quite focused. But yeah. it sounds like you've also not got to have blinkers on. You've got to be open to opportunities, related opportunities, yeah. like um, you know promoting the same product but to a slightly different audience that will also benefit yeah. from it. I mean, obviously, you don't want to get – probably you didn't want to do that on day one when you were trying to get the, the online stuff established. But as things begin to get bedded in and settle down, you can begin to look wider and not not rule out – um, some things you didn't expect, like you know, um, independent groups or, mm. or or actual firms buying it, and uh, all of that. Of course, it, you know, but that, I guess that's one of the nice things about products is you've got it. Once you've got the product, you've got it. It doesn't. It's mm. no more work to make it anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's it's quite highly leveraged after that. Yeah, and there's something else to mention. I mean, I did try other approaches. For, so I've I've done some adwords, and and it's a, it's a great tool, but. You know, this comes back to not everything works for everybody yeah. and, and you need to test things out because for me, AdWords, it was difficult to find the search terms that independent consultants might be using to look 
um, to look for something to help them upskill because maybe they're not looking. <laughs> so that was a, that was a <laughs> challenge. Um, and, and Facebook, I'm experimenting with Facebook and, and, um, you know, I've got over a thousand likes on my face, on my page. I'm not quite sure how many of them are actual, um, target customers or yeah. leads, but, um, you know, the targeting on Facebook is very advanced, but, you know, are people really putting in their profile that they like independent? independent consulting or they're interested in independent consulting. So, so how to find my, my, my target market through the profiling on Facebook is, you know, I'm experimenting with it, but you know, maybe it, it might work less in my industry than in others. But, uh, yeah. I think, I think that's an important point that, that, you know, you, you mentioned earlier about modeling people who are doing it successfully, but you're not necessarily going to reproduce the exact specific methods they were using because what you know in your case because you're targeting independent consultants you kind of can find people by their job title which is the mm. sort of thing they have on linkedin mm-hmm. in other cases if people if you're targeting people who are who have a specific problem they might be searching for then you can use google adwords in other cases if it uses the kind of um the profiling that's available on facebook then you might be able to find them there. So there are you've got to adjust what you're doing to fit your own target market. I, I completely agree. I mean, but I think the constant which applies to everybody is email marketing. So you know, whether it's to your leads or when your leads become customers, you know, that's something that you know, get an autoresponder, get it set up. Mm. It's, it doesn't take too much to put a, put an email um, automation sequence together and, and then you press a button and it, it's off and running. So and you can forget about it. So you know, email marketing, that, to me, is at the heart of everything I've done so far and will be at the heart of, right. of everything I do moving forward. So a variety of different initial lead generation mechanisms, testing out different ones, but everything funneling, funneling into email marketing. Correct. Excellent, excellent. So uh, just finally, Clive, what advice would you give to someone? Because we've covered a lot of topics, but if someone is in a similar situation to where you were a couple of years ago, so they're a you know, consultant, coach, um, doing something in their own field, but they would like that passive income stream, What's the best way, what's the best way of getting started? Okay. Um, well, it's really sort of summarizing some of the things I've said on the call so far. So I think firstly, take some time to define your target market because mm-hmm. if you haven't got that, you won't win. Um, don't make it too broad, you know, niche it, be as specific as possible and get to understand, um, their big issues and their concerns, what keeps them up at night. Um, you know, what are they looking for that they can't find right now? So do your research around your target market. That would be my first, mm-hmm. my first biggie. Um, then secondly, I, w- I wouldn't leap into developing your product too early. You know, develop some free stuff, get it out there, whether it's reports or eight tips to do this or whether it's a um, series of videos. I mean, there's all sorts of ways of doing it and, and use that to build your credibility online. Um, so that's the second thing. I think the third thing is, is, you're going to have to immerse yourself in internet marketing. Yes, you can outsource some of this stuff, but you need to get it yourself. Um, there's so many possibilities. There's so many things you can do with, with internet marketing now. You can reach more people more quickly than ever before. And, and it's going to be a sort of foundation element of your marketing strategy. Mm. And as I said, not everything works for, for everyone, but you need to find out what you could do and, and, and test them out. I didn't mention YouTube. That's another one which, uh, you know, is, is currently very cheap and, and is working quite well in some sectors, especially business to business. So that's something else that we can add into the mix. So mm-hmm. immerse yourself in internet marketing. I think the fourth one is, is, is really important and it's, you know, allow yourself time, space and money. Mm-hmm. You know, my experience was this took a lot longer than I thought. So I thought I'd have the whole thing up and launched in three months. Well, the website and the free stuff took about five and the first product took about eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to have enough sort of 
time to allow yourself time to do it and the space and the focus to do it. You know, if you're multitasking on all sorts of other things, it, it can, it, it can take longer when it can distract you. Of course, because largely as an independent, you're probably still doing your consulting or Correct. whatever it else is you do to bring in the income to fund all this. You, you, uh, very few people can stop do what they're doing and yeah. take, take all that time off. I mean, I have to say I, I was, I was working on this in the last sort of year of my independent consulting client work because you know in the evenings i was trying to do my target research and i was talking to people because i had to get to a stage that i was pretty sure it was ready to go before i sort of parked my client work for a while so mm. and and i think the money is the other thing i mean uh, budget carefully uh you know in concept you might say well this is very cheap isn't it because it's all online it's all internet and you're delivering stuff online but you know there are costs in there think through the costs costs of developing the online learning platform in my case the cost of the internet marketing the cost of testing things out it's not an enormous amount of money but it all kind of adds up yeah. so you just need to be aware and of course if the thing is going to take longer than you thought to launch you've got to be able to support yourself financially during that period so make sure there's enough enough funds in your own personal bank to be able to uh, tide you over for that period yeah, I think that's a you know really important point because people there are lots of people obviously who are selling courses on how to make courses, how to succeed online, etc. Myriads of them, and it's kind of in their interest to tell you this is all really quick and happens overnight. And of course, there are examples of that, um, but out of the hundreds of thousands of people who try this, it's a very very small percentage who get it. You know, get it working for them within weeks. It, for most people, it's a much longer process, and therefore you need you do need to prepare for that. Mm, I totally agree. Excellent. Hey, Clive, that has been really helpful. There's some really in-depth stuff, some realistic stuff as well that people can do if they want to make that transition from delivering services to um, products and passive income. Um, if I, I can imagine that there can also be uh, a bunch of people on the call who are in that independent consulting world and may want to to find out not not just to kind of model what you do, but actually to make use of your your product. Um, mm. So, if people want to find out more, where should they go? Sure, well, they can go to the the website, um, which is www.theindependence with an s consultant dot com. Um, and there's tons of information there. Um, you can get in touch through that. You can access the free free materials through there, or just email me directly, Clive at theindependenceconsultant.com. Brilliant. And people can do that either if they just want to see what you're doing so they see how they can do something similar, or, of course, if they do want to develop the skills that's going to bring them in more work and make them more attractive a proposition as an independent, um, they can go through that as well. Yes, that's fine. Fantastic. Hey, much appreciated, Clive. Been great, and uh, speak to you soon. Thank you, Ian. Bye now. 